worship our King. Come, let us bow at His feet. He has done great things. See what our Savior has done. See how His love overcomes. He has done great Thank you. 
standing face to face, I look upon your countenance, I see the fullness of your grace, and I can only bow down chance to just message in right now. We're on live stream, Facebook, and message in your prayer request. Just send them in to us right now, whatever it is, whatever you would like us to pray for. And so that we can be praying and responding even uh, throughout the day and throughout the service. And But remember, he hears your cries. He hears your prayers. Accepts them. He accepts them. That's good, isn't it? So send in your requests, your requests uh, to us. Let us know what what it is that we can pray for, uh, for you, for your families, for someone you know, uh, 
or someone you're trying to reach out to and you're trying to share the hope of Jesus Christ with. Someone that's in need, someone that's sick that you're trying to minister to, let us know so we can join you. Listen, we're better together and we're in this together, right? That includes our prayer life. That includes, includes our prayer journey. So let's pray right now. Father, we come to you this morning. We thank you for who you are. We thank you for just the ability to, to do this. As uncomfortable as it may seem to us, that you have given us the gift of technology that we can still continue to minister. That we can still continue to share the gospel, the gospel of Jesus Christ. And as different and as uncomfortable as it may be, Father, we know that we're reaching people with your word. We're reaching people with your love. We're reaching people with your, with your compassion. We're reaching people with your grace. People are sending us messages all the time. We thank you for that opportunity. Father, we thank you for, for those that have just joined together here, even this morning. The spirit of prayer, and a spirit of oneness, and a spirit of unity, with a spirit of hope, a spirit of encouragement. Would you bond us together as one? Those that have sent in requests, uh, Father, that are sending messages in right now, those that have family members or neighbors or friends that are in need of something or uh, whether it's an illness, whether it's an addiction, whether it's just a, a simply a need of uh, a financial need, or, or or something that they're just lacking in this in these days, Father, we give those needs to you. Thank you for who you are. We thank you for, that you are you are an Almighty God. That means it can meet every need, no matter how small or how large or how, how much in between that it is that, Father, that you have, have told us and you've reassured us that we bring those, we petition you with every need, every request. You are the God that meets those. So today, Father, those that are ill, those that are needing something in their life, Maybe it's maybe it's maybe it's food. Maybe it's just uh, maybe it's water. Maybe it's just something that that we can do once we have knowledge of to help meet that need and share the compassion of, of Christ and the love of Christ. Maybe it's more in depth than that. Maybe it's a marital issue. Maybe it's a relationship issue. Maybe it's a financial issue. Father, we present them to you, and we just ask your involvement in their life. Would you speak to them? Would you nudge them with your gentle spirit? Would you assure them they're being prayed for? Would you blow through their, their home right now like a gentle breeze and remind them of your love? That you love them desperately. We are honored to serve you in this capacity. We are honored to share your message, your truth in this venue coming just from our home and, and being able to speak into the lives of other people in, in, in their homes. 
thank you for the opportunity. Would you be with us throughout the remainder of our time together this morning? We worship you in this place. Your presence is in this place. Would you speak right now to us? Would you clear our minds, clear our hearts, and open them to your word and to, to the system possibility of being moved by you into a place of intimacy that you call us to be. Open our hearts to that possibility. And open our minds to that possibility, to what you may have for us. Be with us, Father. Guide and direct everything that we say today. May they not be my words, but they will be your words. What you have for us. And we'll give you praise and honor and glory in your precious, precious holy name. Amen. Hello, Willard Nass uh, family and community. And those of you that aren't part of our, our, our Willard Nass church, but you're out there and you're tuning in and you've been tuning in to our, our daily encouragements and and, uh, and, and you, you've become a part of our family. And so we're glad, we hope that you're here and watching us this morning and that you're here. Uh, we're calling this from, from our home to your home. And it's a way in which we are able to continue to do ministry and keep ourselves uh, uh, self-quarantined or, or, and, and isolated, if you, if you will, and, uh, and do our part to take care of, of um, to help level out the curve. That seems to be the word in our society right now, or the words, right? Level out the curve. So we're trying to do our part, as I hope that, that you're doing yours as well. But ministry has to go on, as we said last week, right? Ministry goes on. And so... Uh, in new and in cre and creative ways to uh, to share, to teach, to disciple, and to uh, to keep you in, in involved and connected. That's that's our that's our hope and that's our intent. And I and I hope that you're hopeful. I hope that you're encouraged, and I hope that that uh, that this week has been okay for you, and that uh, that you're that you're staying encouraged, and you're and you're staying healthy, and you're you're doing what you can do to. Um, to take care of yourself, but more than that, that you're, you're taking care of your spiritual self. We take care of our physical selves, right? But we need to take care of our spiritual selves, and that and it, that you're you're staying in the Word, and your your prayer life doesn't falter because of this. Because we know when things get shaken up, you know it's easy to let things slide, and to um, if, if we're if we're not going to church, so to speak, then it's, it's easier to just get caught up in what's going on around us. And, and, and leave God out of it and, and leave our, our Bibles on the shelves and, and not take time to, to continue our prayer life and not take time to serve others and to do those things that, that we need to do to stay connected as a, as a faith community. And so I hope that you're doing that, that you're, that you're keeping your spiritual life healthy, right? And, uh, and I encourage you to tune in daily uh, with us as we're trying to, to stay connected with you and, and and record live, uh, go live on Facebook to to uh, give you daily encouragement and, and hope for the day and share with you. But anyway, we're here today, and so we. Uh, I, I'm going. If I had to title what I want to teach you today and what I want to share with you, I, I'm going to be. I'm, I'm going to share this in a few minutes, but I'm going to be sharing out of uh, the Book of Corinthians, Second Corinthians, as a matter of fact. 
uh, chapter 4, and it's a lengthy passage. And I'm going to share that a little bit later, but it'll be 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 1 through 18. If you have your Bibles and you want to turn to that now and so you can be ready when we get to the point we're going to read that together, or your smartphones or your uh, iPads, whatever it is you have with your scripture on it, you want to get that ready. But if I had a title this, and this is going to be a series that uh, we're going to be talking to you about and teaching, um, and I I was thinking about this. Last week, I I talked to you on on the topic of hope and just providing where our hope comes from, what our hope should look like in in our daily lives. And um, it's important for us now more than ever to be hopeful and to be encouraged and, and to know that our source of hope comes from, from Christ alone. And our source of, and our hope does not come from the world. Our hope does not come from, uh, from, from uh, uh, the sports world or the entertainment world, world. Our hope comes from Christ alone. And so that's important for us to know. So I was thinking about what it is that, that we need as a society right now, what, what we need as, as, as people, what we need to, to share that hope with others and what is it that, that makes you feel good about uh, life in general? Or if you're having a time in, in your life when you, and you're down and you're discouraged and, and, uh, and you, find, you find a treasure, right? What is what if you find a treasure? You may be saying, well, Pastor Brad, I've never found a treasure in my entire life. Well, it depends on how you look at treasure and what is treasure to you, um, so anything can be a treasure if it's a if it's if it's something that makes us feel good and something that that makes us feel healthy and, and uh, emotionally healthy and spiritually healthy and physically healthy. Then that's a treasure. If it's done something good and it's lifted up our spirits, it's a treasure. Well, what is the ultimate treasure that we have as the people of faith? It's our treasure in God. God gives us our treasure through Jesus Christ, and so we're going to be talking about about this, and, and the message that, I'm, that I've titled today is, But We Have This Treasure, all right? So I'm going to remind you that we have a treasure, friends, and we have a treasure that we need to be sharing with, with others. We need to be sharing with our family, with our neighbors, with our community, and, and people that are in need right now. We need to be sharing this treasure. I, I read a story. I read a story once of an old estate auction how many out there like auctions and, and, and you love to attend auctions? I'm telling you what, I, I, I've not been recently to one, but I love to go to auctions. Uh, and, and Robin and I love to go to auctions. We love garage sales and we love uh, flea markets and things. You can find the greatest treasures there, right? And if you've never been to a flea market or to an auction or to a garage sale, they always say one man's junk is another man's what? Treasure, right? That's, that's the old adage. And so we've found some incredible treasures over the years, things that have just, we've walked away thinking that, man, can you believe we got that for 12 bucks and it's, and it's worth 50 or something like that? But, but you know what I mean? Um, auctions are fantastic. But I read a story of an old estate auction where some of the finest China linens and furniture and many other items of great value were being sold at this auction. Everything was selling very quickly, but by the end of the auction, the auctioneer then picked up this old, ugly-looking violin, and people literally started to laugh 
because it was it was so out of place uh, with all of the other valuable items that they had just witnessed and they had just seen and visualized with their own eyes. And then out comes this old, beat-up, ugly-looking violin. The auctioneer opens up the bidding by saying, so what is your bid? He didn't even know where to start. It was just such an ugly piece. And, and someone said, I'll give you $2 for it. Someone else said, well, I, I'll give you 5 And then another person said, well, I'll give you $10 for, for it. And then finally, there's a person who said, I'll take it off your hands for $50. The auctioneer was getting ready to close the bidding with the, and by accepting the $50 offer when an elderly man got up and he walked slowly to the front of the room. And he, and he asked the auctioneer, he said, could, could I see the violin? Could I hold the violin? And, and so the, the, the auctioneer handed it to him. The old man took a cloth from his pocket and he started to rub the cloth on the instrument. And, and, and as, he rubbed, as he rubbed, the violin then began to slowly shine. So he rubbed it even more and he rubbed it harder. And the violin continued to shine. And, and, then, and then finally, then, as he rubbed more and he, and, he, and he continued to work on the violin as hard as he could, then the, finally the magnificent grain of the wood began to finally shine through. The violin was becoming a beautiful instrument right before their very eyes. The gentleman began to pluck the strings and he, and he began to turn the, the pegs to tune it. He placed an instrument in a position and he began to play a tune that was familiar to, to all of them. He played the tune, Amazing Grace. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. Hmm. I once was lost, but now I'm found. The violin had been found. When he finished playing that song, there wasn't a dry eye in the place. The man handed the instrument back to the auctioneer and he slowly walked back to his seat. Finally, the auctioneer reopened the bidding by saying, what is the bid for this beautiful, magnificent violin? Someone immediately bid $5,000 and then yet another $10,000 and, and then another $20,000. The bids continued to go up higher and higher and higher until the bidding finally closed and that old, dull, out-of-tune violin that was now a beautiful, magnificent-looking and sounding violin sold for $50,000. Mm. Someone who had been in the room earlier and seen the instrument at the beginning of this whole process, but they had stepped out because it wasn't as nice as the other items asked, what in the world happened to that violin? What made the difference? Another person answered by saying, it was the touch of the master's hand. It was the touch of the master's hand. It sounds an awful lot like when God touches our lives, doesn't it? When you say that, that when he touches us, he touches our lives, our lives then begin to take on a new meaning, and there's a treasure that is revealed. Just like the violin, being old, beaten up, out of tune, ugly. The old man worked on it, worked his, his touch, and he scrubbed and he rubbed, and, and it became a treasure. Matthew 13, Jesus tells us the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in the field, 
when a man found it, he hit it again. And then in his joy, he went and sold all he had and he bought that field. This treasure that I'm talking about is the message and the love of Jesus Christ. And it only comes through a personal relationship with God, our Father, who art in heaven. This treasure gives our lives meaning. It causes us to shine brightly in times of darkness. And we're in, we're, friends, we're in a time and we're in days where our lives need to shine brightly. Because for other people that are not people of faith, that are not, pe- that are not people that have, have surrendered their life to Christ, their life is dark right now. Their life is dark right now. They may be depressed and discouraged from being secluded in their home. Our lives need to shine brightly in times of darkness. It it turns non-believers, this treasure turns non-believers into believers. It turns depressed and discouraged people into the very ones who can offer compassion and healing to others. It turns the angry into kind, compassionate, and encouraging people. This treasure, when given away, will make someone else's world brighter. You get that, right? You understand what I'm talking about. This treasure can turn chaos into peace, sadness into joy, hopelessness into hope, and hate into love. When we are fully surrendered to God and all the distractions are removed so that we can see him clearly, This treasure makes all the difference in the world. Its value is worth more than all the treasures of the world. And and once we have this treasure, there's nothing that this world can offer that will ever have as much meaning as this treasure of Jesus in your heart. Its value is worth more than all the treasures of the world and all the treasures that the world wants you to believe are treasures. The material uh, treasures are, you know, our cars, our careers, our our money, our, our, our bank accounts, our our, our, our boats are and all of those things, this treasure is worth more than all of those. And it makes all the difference in the world. And this treasure of Jesus in your heart is this. It is the gift of God to broken people. I want you to get these, if you will, so you understand what we're talking about. This treasure of Jesus living and residing in your heart. Once you have asked him to, to take his place in your life, and you've asked for his forgiveness, and you've begun that relationship with him, that that these are the things that this treasure becomes a part of your life. It becomes intricately woven in your life and in your heart. It becomes your heartbeat. And and so this treasure is is the gift of God to broken people. This treasure is the hope in times of discouragement and despair. This treasure is a peace in times of rough waters. We're, we're, we're navigating rough waters right now, friends. But this treasure, but this treasure we have is, it is a peace in times of rough water. It is this treasure, it is joy and love in a world filled with hatred and violence. But I want you to get those. I want you to understand those. So if you have a pen handy, I want you to jot those down. I don't want you to forget those. It is a gift of God to broken people. It is hope in times of discouragement. It is peace in times of rough waters. And it is joy and love in a world filled with hatred and violence. 
2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 1 through 18. We're going to take a few moments. And this is a long passage of scripture. It's longer than I normally read, but um, I want you to get the full scope of what Paul was trying to teach the church of Corinth here. And I, I love the subtitle to this. If your Bible's um, is like mine, it has subtitles before each chapter, and it gives you an idea of what the, uh, the author then is, is going to talk about. But the subtitle of, of chapter four is Treasures in Jars of Clay. I love that. I love that. Listen to this. Beginning with verse one. Try to try to say, hopefully you already have this pulled up and you can follow along if you will, but... 2 Corinthians chapter 4, beginning with verse 1. I'm going to read to you from the NIV. All right. Therefore, since through God's mercy, we have this ministry, we do not lose heart. Okay, I want you to pay attention here. Uh, uh, before I continue here, I want to remind you, I want you to pay attention. There's parts of this passage that, will, that you'll hear that and you'll think, oh my goodness, that's right where we're at right now, right now, this moment. What's going on in our life? That's where we're at. And it's true. As I read this, I thought, "This is fantastic. This is this is a this is a wonderful word that Paul was teaching the church of Corinth. That is so good for us right now. Therefore, since through God's mercy we have this ministry, we do not lose heart. Rather, we have renounced secret and shameful ways. We do not use deception, nor do we distort the word of God. On the contrary." By setting forth the truth plainly, we commend ourselves in every man's conscience in the sight of God. And even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. The God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel of the, of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. For we do not preach ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord and ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. For God, who said, let light shine out of darkness. Let light shine out of darkness. Made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. Okay, here we go. Get ready. Button up and get ready for this. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. We are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed. Don't you love that promise? I love that promise. We always carry around in our body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our body. For we who are alive are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake, so that his life may be revealed in our mortal body. So then death is at work in us, but life is at work in you. It is written, I believed, therefore I have spoken. With the same spirit of faith, we also believe and therefore speak, because we know that the one who raised the Lord Jesus from the dead will also raise us with Jesus and present us with you in his presence. All this is for your benefit, so that the grace that is reaching more and more people may cause thanksgiving to overflow to the glory of God. 
listen to this, all right? Therefore, we do not lose heart. Therefore, we do not lose heart. Therefore, we do not lose heart. Don't lose heart, friends. Though outwardly we're wasting away, yet inwardly we're being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an, an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Eternal. I know that was a long passage, but I, I wanted you to understand what Paul was saying to the church. He's writing to the church of Corinth here, which, by the way, at the time had been infiltrated by false teachers and unchristlike behavior and attitudes. The people of, of Corinth were, are presenting their long list of, of impressive credentials uh, to Paul, and their attitude is, is an attitude of, of, of being boastful and arrogant. They like to sing their own praises and brag about what they have, who they are, who they know, and how educated they are. They're flashy dressers and slick talkers who, who stress the law rather than the grace that comes from Christ. Now, all of this that's going on has sent the church in Corinth into chaos and confusion. Hmm. Sometimes that sounds familiar, doesn't it? Sent the church of Corinth into chaos and confusion. And their arrogance and their desire for power and influence, they have filled the Corinthians with lies about the gospel of Jesus Christ and even about Paul himself. You see, Paul's character and integrity has been questioned here. And, and, and the message that he brought to them about Christ's love is, is, is now in jeopardy. And so, so Paul writes to the Corinthians, and basically what he is saying to them is, listen, I understand your misunderstanding. <laughs> How's that from, from a pastor? Listen, I understand your misunderstanding. I didn't come to you with eloquent speech. I didn't come to try to deceive you in any way. I didn't try to make you think that my physical presence here was any indication of my spiritual strength. I, I, I can, however, understand how someone could influence your thinking towards me in a negative manner, especially when, when they appear to have a new and different way of thinking, and, and maybe they have more flair than I presented to you. I, I don't have a defense for that is what Paul was saying. I don't have a counter defense, and I'm not going to offer you anything other than the gospel. Because that's the treasure, my friends. That's the treasure. I believe he was saying, what I said to you about the gospel still stands, and that's this. Jesus Christ is still the same yesterday, today, and forever. I still preach only Jesus Christ crucified. I know nothing else for what I preach. is not of myself, but it's of Jesus Christ. It's of Jesus Christ. Hmm. Jesus Christ is still the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he's still the same at this moment, friends. 
no matter what our situation is, no matter uh, how, how what we're hearing on on the national news or what we're what we're reading and and we're seeing on social media, it does not change that Jesus Christ is the same today as he was yesterday, as he was then, and as he's going to be tomorrow forever. He will remain the same. Paul continues by telling them the, the source, what the source of his strength is and what keeps him going in the face of adversity. We need that right now. We're in times of adversity. Wouldn't you agree? He continues to tell them this, and, he, and, he, and he, it keeps him going despite the trials and despite the troubles and, and despite the discouragement, what keeps him going when it seems like he didn't have a friend in the world. What keeps him going and what kept what can keep us going is this treasure that we have in Jesus Christ, my friends, Jesus within us, this treasure of his mercy, his grace, his comfort, his compassion, his love, and his wisdom. If I were to rely on my own strength, I would have no hope to move through this. I often wonder, I've had people ask me before in my ministry, they've said, Pastor Brad, how in the world do people make it through adversity and through hopeless situations? People that aren't in, in a relationship with Christ and they don't have Christ in their life. How do they move through those things? People that are not people of faith. And, and I've said, I said, I, I don't have an answer for that. I don't know how they do it. Some of them don't. I do know that if I were to rely on my own strength, I would have no hope and I would have no treasure. Isn't it fantastic to know, friends, that we do not have to rely on our own strength? We do not have to rely on our own wisdom, but we can rely on being transformed by our Savior's hands. We can be molded and shaped into his likeness. Just like clay can be shaped into something beautiful, we also can be shaped into something beautiful. Just like an old, ugly violin, an old, ugly, beat-up violin can be shaped into this beautiful, magnificent instrument, we can be shaped into a beautiful messenger of hope and encouragement and love and compassion and then and then we will have the opportunity to be light and darkness to bring hope to bring peace to bring joy and to bring love into a world that so desperately needs it today we can be the encouragement that people need to keep moving forward in these days that we find ourselves in to be the encouragement that people need to keep moving forward. Listen, we are better together and we're in this together and we can be the treasure that people are looking for. We really can. If we just allow God to mold us into his likeness. For him to take 
this old pastor beat up sometimes and sometimes feeling unworthy to be sharing with you. But he can has transformed my life. He's molded me and shaped me into his likeness, into his image so that I can be this, this treasure in his eyes. This beautiful instrument that can share hope and you can too. If you would like to know more about what it means to allow God to mold and shape you into his image and his likeness so that you can be, you can become a shaper of people with the message of Jesus Christ, then would you message us right now? You're on your phone, maybe you're on your, your laptop, your iPad, whatever it is, would you send us a message right now and say, Pastor Brad, would you pray for, would you pray for me? I, I want to know more about this. Would you, you can message me privately and just say, hey, you know, I'd like to talk to you. But let us know how we can pray for you. Maybe you've never accepted Christ in your life. Maybe this is the first time you've ever heard that, that he can even do this for you. He can make you something different. He can transform your life. You can look different in the way in which you look right now. I'm telling you that no one loves you like God loves you. So if you're there this morning and you want to know more about what it means to, to, to allow God to, to begin to the process of molding you and shaping you into, into his likeness and to making you something beautiful. And let us know, send us a message, right? Remember, God loves you. We love you. Let me pray for you. Father, we thank you again for the opportunity to share these words, to share this passage of scripture and, and this teaching. Father, we just pray that, that some person out there has received this to the point of, of hey, listen, I, I, I want to be molded. I want to be shaped into his likeness and his image. I, I want to be something beautiful. I want to be used. I want to become that beautiful instrument. I want to be his treasure so that I can share that with others. Then I can be a, I can be a light in darkness. I can bring hope. I can bring peace. I can bring joy and I can bring love into my community my neighborhoods, my family, into a world that, that, that desperately needs to know Christ. What an amazing time that's been with you this morning. We trust it's been that way for you and your home this morning. You've received this word. You've received the fact that he loves you. He wants to be in a relationship with you. Let's all give praise and honor and glory to God. In his precious name, amen. Amen. Listen, I want to uh, remind you that we'll continue with this next week. Um, this series on, on uh, but we have this treasure. And, uh, but I want to end with this. I want to, I want to share with you as we did last week. We, uh, uh, our church probably more than ever as any church across uh, the country right now, um, we, we need your prayer support first and foremost. Uh, I've told you before, these are uncharted waters for us, and uh, and we're doing the best we can. We're 
we're learning things on the fly and, uh, and we're trying new things. We're trying creative things to, to still be the body of Christ and still remain connected and still be the church. Um, but we need your prayers. Um, that's a, that's number one thing is we need your prayers, but pray for your church. Uh, and, and, and in this case, Willard Nazarene, um, and pray for, for me as your pastor and, and, um, and pray for one another. All right. Uh, people are fighting their own battles out there, but stay in touch with, I, I want, I'm going to remind you of this every week, please stay connected, stay in touch, call people, text people, email people, and, and just ask, Hey, you need anything? You know, and, and I want to remind you out there that I, I have a team of people that have contacted me and said, hey, I, I want to be on this team. Um, but if somebody's in need of anything, would you please let us know um, if, if it's if it's some if it's food or if it's somebody to run an errand for you to pick something up for you? If, if it's a financial need, I have people who have, have said we will help meet those needs. If it's transportation, uh, we'll figure it out. And we'll still try to remain in compliance with the, you know, the stay-at-home order. But we'll, we'll, we want to be the church. We want to be the hands and feet of Jesus. And what a better time. There's not a better time, friends, to be the hands and feet of Jesus than right now in these times that we live in. So we need your support. We need your prayer support. And um, we need your financial support. You know, it's, it's, not, uh, it's not a secret that, that the, the church operates on on uh, on your donations and your ties and your offerings, and so if we're not in the church building, then sometimes that slips. And, um, and, and, and our first week out last week, it, it had certainly slipped. And so I just want to remind you is is to is to be faithful um, and, and to know that uh, we want to continue doing ministry. We want to continue reaching out and 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 sharing the gospel and. Um, we want you to, to, to remain faithful and continue it. And, and if you uh, are not a part of our church, and, and maybe you're not a part of any church out there, but maybe you're watching us, if you'd like to make a donation, uh, we, would, we would absolutely love you to become part of our family and, and to support uh, the ministry and what we're doing. And uh, we still have two methods uh, you can, which you can do that. If you're local and you live here in the Willard area, you are welcome to drop those by uh, my home. And, uh, if you're part of our Willard Nas family, you know where that is. So I don't have to, I don't have to put the address out there. You know where it is, but we have a mail slot that you can drop. The, if you seal your donation or your ties and your offerings in an envelope, mark it accordingly with your name and drop it in that mail slot. We will make sure that it gets to the church and put in the safe. And we have a team of counters then on Monday that come into the church. They count that and they make that it goes immediately into the bank on Monday as a deposit. That's one method. And that's the quickest method to do because that happens within 24 hours. If we receive that and we get it to the church and it's counted and deposited. Uh, the, the old uh, snail mail method obviously still exists. If you want to put that donation or that check and, and your ties and your offering in an envelope and, and address it and seal it, uh, put a stamp on it. You can mail it to the church. It's 4414 town line road 12. 4414 Town Line Road 12, Willard, Ohio, 44890. You can send your, your donation there. We are working on, we were hoping to have it firmed up for, for you uh, this weekend, but it'll certainly be in place next weekend. We'll have an online giving platform 
and we'll be disclosing information for that so that you can you can do things like text to give or uh, you can give. We'll go to our website and give in that way um, and and use your 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 credit card or your debit card. But that's coming. That's just around that's just around the corner, and we'll have that available for you hopefully in place by next week. Okay. We love you. Thank you for being part of it. And uh, if you're doing that right now, and, and this would be a time of, of that, um, let me just say a quick prayer for you. And uh, if that's on your heart right now, Father, thank you for both the gift and the giver. And uh, we pray that, the, that it would just bless those that are that are blessing uh, the church. And it would speak to them and, and remind them that, that, uh, that this is going to share the gospel of Christ and bless their homes, bless their lives, bless their families. We're thankful for uh, for the God that we serve. It is it is, it is it, you are an awesome, awesome God. Thank you for what you do in your life, in our lives, what you have done, what you are doing, and by faith, what you're going to continue to do. In your precious name, Amen. We'll see you next week. Thanks.
Jesus Christ. 